Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study Parashat HaShavua over the course of six podcasts during the week in which we are reading it. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. It's my delight to be studying the second half of Zefer Shemont with you. We are now in Parashat Trumaz, we are reading this week, and we are now in our third podcast. In the first podcast, we looked at the overall mission of the Mishkan, and specifically from the perspective of Ramban's commentary and introduction to the parashah. And we looked at the first kli or two kelim, or three kelim, that belong in the Mishkan, the Aron, covered by the Kaport, with the Kruvim on top, and the Edut inside. We still don't know what the Edut is. Uh, in the previous podcast, the one prior to this one, we looked at two of the kelim, that would occupy the space in the Kodesh, and that is the Shulchan and the Menorah. And in this, we turn to the structure. Now, notice an important thing here about the order and sequence of the presentation of the of the parts of the Mishkan, is that even though if you would build, and so something Ramban mentioned in his introduction, even if you were to build a grand building, and with intent to have certain furniture or devices inside, you would first map out the building and the size of the rooms, etc., and then you would map out the furniture. But if your aim is to house that particular furniture or vessel, then you're really going to sort of build it from the inside out, meaning keeping an eye on the goal and then build around it. And in much the same way, even though the actual Mishkan is constructed, starting with what we're going to read now, which is the structure of the tent itself, uh, and only afterwards are the different vessels or pertinences going to be brought in, nonetheless, um, this presentation is not sequential but teleological, or it's not practical but teleological. <coughs> in other words, it's presented starting from the goal. The goal is the Aron, the Kruvim, and God's presence resting there and communicating with Moshe. And therefore, that's first. Then we saw the Shulchan the Menorah. An interesting question is that anyone who's familiar with the Mishkan or the Beit HaMikdash and the devices that are on the inside knows that there's yet one component that's in the Kodesh itself, in the Beit HaMikdash itself, or in the Mishkan, that has not yet been mentioned and will not be mentioned until the, near the end of this entire presentation, to be in the Parshat Kitisa, and that is the Mizbeach HaZahav, the golden altar, the very small altar that goes in the Kodesh, and that is where the incense is burned every day, twice a day. Uh, and when we get there, we'll talk about why it wasn't included here and why it was put there specifically. But in the meantime, we finished with those three components, the Aron plus Kaporet, and then the Menorah and the Shulchan, and then the Menorah. We identified in the last podcast how each of the Shulchan and the Menorah take components of the Aron and the Kaporet, and in a sense, the Shulchan continues the structural design of the Aron, and the Menorah continues the structural design of the Kaporet. The Shulchan is wood plated with gold, as is the Aron. The Menorah is all gold, as is the Kaporet. The Shulchan has rings with staves in it for carrying, as does the Aron. The Kaporet does not, and neither does the Menorah. Um, and several other um, paired sort of par- parallels. And now we go to Parakhavav. The Mishkan, the dwelling place itself, you make out of ten covers. 
Chesh Mozar Utchelet Viagaman Vitalachani Kruvim Maase Choshev Taseotam. So let's take this pasuk apart. Chesh Mozar. Now Chesh, remember, is linen. Mozar means that it's woven together. Now Pestchelet, that's the blue wool. Argaman, purple wool. Talachani is a red wool of sorts. Kruvim Maase Choshev Taseotam. And now using Tamamikra, using the trope marks, we understand that we're supposed to read as follows. Shesh Mozar Utachelet Vyagram Talachani, stop. Kruvim, stop. Maase Choshev Taseotam. Meaning that there are these different threads that are woven in to make the cover, and you are supposed to weave or, or make Kruvim which means you have to figure out how to make the kruvim, and you're going to put them on this cover, which means there are not only golden kruvim coming out of the kaporet, but there will also be woven or stitched kruvim in the cover of the mishkan. Now, let's find out some dimensions. So the length of one strip, one curtain as it were, is 28 amot. The width is 4 for each one, and it is the same measure, midachat, for all of the riot. Now, the, we understand that 28 amot will cover the entire length of the tenth. 4 amot is not going to cover the width of the tenth, so let's see how this is structured. Chamesh ha-riot chovrot isha el we were told to make ten yiriot. So five of the yiriot are going to be connected one to another. The way it's determined here, Isha el a woman and her sister. If you recall in the kruvim that are in the masculine form, meaning the language is masculine, it's Ish el achiv, a man to his brother. Here the word yiriah is a feminine word, and so it's Isha el a woman to her sister. Meaning, each Uriah is connected to the next, and five of the Uriot form a strip that is 20 amot wide, 5 times 4 times 28 long. And the other five are connected. So now you've got these five stitched together, and then another five stitched together, how are they going to connect? So you're going to make lulaot techelet, which means rings, and made out of the techelet, that special blue-dyed wool, on the edge of one of the yiriot, mikatsah b'chovaret, which is at the end, uh, the edge of that combined piece, the chovaret. And you can do the same thing on the lip or the hem of the curtain on the other side. In other words, you've got five and five, and then where the edge, meaning the inner edge of each one, we're going to have rings formed so that they can hook together. <coughs> So make 50 rings, 50 of these circles on one Uriah and 50 of them on the edge of the other Uriah, which is on the other Machberet. And they should be Machbilot. They should be um, corresponding to each other and facing each other, meaning lined up 
one to another. And again, lula'a is feminine, so it's isha el achota. Ve'asita chamishim karsei zahav. Then you make 50, remember you got 50 rings on this side, 50 rings on that side, so you're to make 50 golden rings, as it were, that connect. And now you connect the yiriot, one to the other, meaning the, the five yiriot on this side, the five yiriot on that side are all stitched together. They have rings, 50 rings lined up opposite each other on the inside. And then there's these golden clasps, as it were, that connect them and hook into both rings. And that will make the Mishkan into one. Now that is the cover of the Mishkan. Next, Now make curtains of goat, meaning goat hair, as a tent over the Mishkan, which means it's going to have a second cover. This will be made out of 11 curtains, not 10. This one's going to be not 28 long, but 30 long. The width will be, again, 4. So the width, it consistently is 4, but now instead of having a total of 40 wide, because 10 times 4, it's not going to be 44 wide. Let me put it all together. And instead of being 28 long, it's going to be 30 long. We still haven't seen the dimensions of the Mishkan itself, but we see what the tent covers look like. <clears throat> so again, Pasuk Chet. The same measure for all 11. Now you've got 11, so you don't have an even number. So five of them get connected. On the other hand, six get connected. And the sixth yiriah, meaning the, there's five and five, and then the, one of the fives has a sixth, that will be doubled over facing the ohel. And again, you're going to make 50 rings on each uh, curtain that's at the hem of the curtain that's facing. So that you have 50 rings again lined up to, uh, with each other. Now you're going to have clasps that are made of, uh, of bronze, not gold. You're going to put them into the rings. And you'll put it all together and now you will have this larger cover that's going to go on top. Now the Serach remember this one is 30 amot long. The other one is 28 amot long, which means at some point, there's going to be an overlap, an overlay of the top one that's longer. Serach ha'odef biriyot ha'oel, chatsiyai riyahodef etisrach ala choreh mishkan. So half of that extra riyah is going to hang over on the back side of the mishkan. The back side of the mishkan is the west, meaning is is the west. V'ha'amamizeh, v'ha'amamizeh ba'odef be'orech riyot ha'oel, because remember, this this cover is longer and wider than the cover underneath. So there's leftover on all sides. Uh, and so the extra ama, because remember, this, the other one is 28, this is 30. So therefore, the extra ama in in one side and the extra ama on the other side, uh, in on the length, It'll hang over and will cover the Mishkan front and back. 
And now there's a third cover, which is made out of those red um, pelts that we're to get. And a cover of the tachash pelts <coughs> that go on top of it. And now we go back and understand all of those things that we're told at the very beginning of the parasha that we're to bring are materials uh, many of them are materials that are being used in fashioning the tent cover. In other words, the trelet and argaman and sheish and the, uh, and the orot elim odamim and the orot chashim and the izim. All of these things are, are part of the tent cover. And that is the tent cover. What a tent cover needs a structure to sit on. And so therefore we go to the next parshia. Vyasita takrashim lamishkan. You have to make the boards for the Mishkan, I mean the boards that are going to hold this tent up, atse shitim omdim. So you're going to take them from acacia wood that's standing standing straight. Eser amot orachakarish. Now we're starting to get some measures of the Mishkan itself. The length of the karish is ten amot, which means the Mishkan is going to be ten amot high. That's roughly 15 feet. And each karish is one and a half amot wide. Notice there's no depth given. And again, this image of Ishai Lachota, there are two little hands, two little fingers, as it were, for each karish that come, that are cut out, they're facing each other. So all the karshim are going to have at the bottom, two sloping pieces that come out, and the purpose of them is going to become apparent momentarily. Now, how many Krashim are you going to put up, which is now going to give us the size of the Mishkan? So, on the the south side, we're going to put 20 of these. The south side of the Mishkan is is the length of the Mishkan. There's going to be 20 of these. Now, if these these are one and a half amot wide, then that means that it's 30 amot from one end to the other. If you recall, the larger cover was 30 amot long. The shorter one was 28 amot long. Um, So we have to see what direction the covers go. Now we get to what the plugs are, what the, the sloping pieces are. There's 40 adne chesef, which are, which are sockets made of silver. So there's 40 sockets underneath the 20 krashim. Why? There are going to be two adanim in, underneath each keresh for its two fingers that are sticking out. In other words, imagine a board that is a regular rectangular board, very long, and then at the bottom, there is like a V-shape cut out so that the thing tapers uh, into two separate uh, uh, slots, as it were, and they fit right into the sockets. Alright, so the south side is going to have 20 of these krashim, which means 30 amot. On the other side, which is on the north side, another 20, same size, 30 facing 30. And again, 40 two underneath each kerish. Uli Yama, 
What about the edge of the Mishkan, which is to the west? To the west, which is where the Kodesh Kodoshim is. Taseh Shishak Rashim. That one has nine, six Krashim. What's six Krashim? Six Krashim is nine Amot. Ushnei Krashim Taseh Lim Kutzot HaMishkan Baruchatayim. But you have to remember that we're, we're not building a perfect rectangle because the Krashim take up space too. So at the corner, it's got to be either this way or that way added on. So you're going to have two Krashim, the Mishkan, meaning at the corner, at the southwest and at the northwest corner, there's going to be a Keresh. Um, and therefore, the width is actually going to be 10 Amot wide, which means that the Keresh is going to be, um, each Keresh is going to be sitting and one half of an Amah is going to extend the length of the width of the Mishkan, and then the Krashim will be lined up perfectly with each other. They have to be lined up on the bottom. And then they'll be lined up on the top. So you start by lining up on the bottom with the Adanim. Then they'll be lined up on the top. And so there's going to be a ring. We'll hear about the rings in a moment. And on, on all the sides, they're going to be lined up in, and with that corner. And then there's going to be another eight Krashim. Where are the eight Krashim going to be on the other side? And again, on Nehem Kesef, and how many? If there's eight Krashim, there's 16 sockets. And again, two Adanim for each Keresh. And now you're going to make um, uh, bolts, which are made out of Atzei Shitim, the same wood. The bolts are going to hold the krashim up. So you're going to make five of them for the for one side. Remember the sides have uh, 20 krashim. And five on the other side. And for the west side, the same amount, even though they'll be shorter. The middle briach, now simple shot of this means that you have five of them, that means they're arranged in, in height from one on top, one lower, one in the middle, one below that, and one near the bottom. The one that's in the middle, number three, is going to go from one edge to the other. Um, what do you do with the krashim? The krashim themselves have to be gold-plated. They're made out of wood, but gold-plated. Everything that's, that's wood is plated with gold here. The rings that you put on them, why are you putting rings on them? Every carriage has to have five rings in order to be able to pass the sockets through. So the, the tabaot tasezahav are made out of gold. They are housings for the brichim. And now we find again that the krashim are in a weaker version of the shochan, which is a weaker version of the aron, wood plated with gold and having rings to put things in them. In this case, the things are not to carry them, but rather to hold them in place. And in the meantime, we have the kaporet, which was pure gold, the one piece of gold with the kruvim coming from it, that has its weaker extension in the kodesh, in the menorah, which is also miksha zahav, one piece of gold and then finds its, its weaker expression yet in the Mishkan itself, which is not gold, but does have gold thread spun into it, 
we will see more about this sort of line or nexus that runs from Aron to to uh, Shulchan to Krashim and from Kaporet plus Kruvim to Menorah to Mishkan at the beginning of our podcast in Parshat Tetzaveh. Everybody should have a wonderful day.